Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So about Michael Jordan, how you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Well, today we have a good one. Always, we have a good one. But today is another good one. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so this is going to be part one of the top 75 rankings. So basically, we have been on a multi-week journey trying to give you the greatest top 75 rankings of all time in um, due to it being the 75th year of the NBA, multiple lists coming out. We're doing a really in-depth deep dive on each position, trying to give you that. And then after all that teasing, you will eventually get the top 75 of all time rankings. Yep. Okay. Gotta go. We got to go through it and go through the in-depth weeds and just really try to bring out some players that, May not make most people's list, but when you do in-depth research, oh, this guy was really amazing. We're going to move him up. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, today we have small forwards. Like always, we do this by peak because we don't think somebody's injury or past history or, like, luck, like Larry Bird hurting his back, like, doing his mom's driveway. Like, literally, that's how he hurt his back, Chris. Like, Part of this this game of length of career is luck. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Today is going to be part one seventy five through thirty eight. Chris, do you have anything that you would like to say to the uh, basketball addicts about this seventy five small forwards list? Um. No, 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 I don't have anything, surprisingly. Okay. I don't have anything. I try. I try. I try. <laughs> okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to kick it to number 75. Yep. We're going to start it off here. So I have the first one. So basically, anybody that I can't find YouTube highlights of that has decent stats, they just get at the put of the bottom of the list. <laughs> this guy's one of them. John Drew, right? Uh, he doesn't have any stats uh he's the only person that we weren't able i mean does have stats he what doesn't have any clips in youtube or nothing of him uh it's probably because he had like a legitimate cocaine problem uh the nba was probably like let's pull off those youtube highlights of the guy who had a cocaine problem of the nba uh <laughs> even chris was shook for a minute there chris i'm right. excited to hear the 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 stats there I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> it's like a cocaine problem. I mean, it is the seventies. It is the seventies. Yeah. 
He legitimately so had a cocaine problem. I can see why. It's the seventies. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're rich. You you know you you're famous because you're playing basketball. So it's mm-hmm. easy to access these things when you have money. And yes, sir. Co- you know, in the um, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Oh my god! Yes, it is. Oh my gosh! Alrighty, so off that. Um, Alrighty, so for his career in 739 games, not that bad considering his, you know, drug addiction. You know, I mean, we wish that everybody gets help. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, he's, yeah, he is, yeah, he's, yeah. So he's still still around. So hopefully, he's gotten help and he's dealt with his drug addiction. Yeah legitimately he had like a legitimate cocaine addiction i'm literally looking up right now yeah i just yeah we hope you all got his he got his uh he dealt with his demons i don't know how to mm-hmm. technically go about this because you just threw, you threw me for a loop you threw a curveball yeah. like, cocaine i was like wait we're fucking basketball <laughs> <laughs> cocaine. <sighs> i mean we're not talking eight we're not talking eight balls. We're talking about a, it's a little bigger, orange. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> I'm talking eight balls. I mean, just uh. basketball. <laughs> Confuse me there. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So back to this, because I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest right now. Um, so like I said, you know, for his career, um, 739 games played. And in those 739 games, he scored 20.7 points. Had 6.9 rebounds and 1.7 assists. Um, he also was a two-time All-Star, so that's good to know. You know yeah. what I mean? And he also um, was named to the All-Rookie Team in 1974 and 1975. So he debuted in 1974. He actually debuted last month on the 18th in the yeah. year 1974, and he played for 11 years. Yeah. It's not too bad. He should be yeah. 67 now. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the guy scored more than 20 points per game multiple times in his career. Uh, I think one time he peaked up around 24, 22. So his stats say somebody in between, let's say, 25 to 60, depending on what his eye test is. Just sadly, we don't have the ability to have an eye test of him. So, uh, Yeah. yeah, hopefully he has overcome his addictions in the past and... You know, welcome to the top seventy-five power, small fours of all time. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, he says he has scored twenty-four point two points in the nineteen seventy-six, nineteen seventy-seven season. Yeah, and twenty-three point two points in nineteen seventy-seven, nineteen seventy-eight season. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, no, averaged over twenty-one points for his eight seasons with Atlanta, and eighteen point five points was the three seasons with Utah. So he played yeah. with Atlanta and Utah. Utah is toward the end of his career, though. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hard to find Atlanta highlights. So Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, good player. Uh we can't really give you a breakdown on him, but you know. I'm interest interested to see who Chris has at seventy four. All righty. So at number seventy four we have George McLeod. So he's six six. Um it is a really good I mean he's a really good off ball shooter, decently athletic, so he can drive to the rim and finish just okay just an efficient guy yeah i mean uh his career numbers are just okay his peak seasons are around eight 19 points uh five rebounds a game 
he was shooting pretty well from the three-point line, like 39% uh, that year too. But there's not many seasons other than that where he scores more than 11 points. Uh, so you could consider it a fluke season with the uh, Dallas Mavericks. But, you know, he played a full 79 games. So had a really good one-year peak. So I'm... Uh, do you have anything else you have on George McLeod, or do you want me to kick to the next guy? Um, no, I don't have anything on George McLeod. You said he only had really one more one year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I can almost like kind of like ascertain that for this list, there's a lot of guys on there who just like was like, oh, I'm gonna be special for this one year, and then you yeah. like because it's like slim pickings. I mean, like if you're not LeBron. Uh, Barkley or you know somebody else like that then like who do you who else do you pick and put on there besides Bird I mean yeah a lot of guys just had like are really one-offs if that makes sense yes I get it I get it so number 73 we have Mr. Reggie Williams another six foot six guy he's a good athlete Um, he's pretty decent in the mid-range doesn't post much He's an okay player, but to be honest with you, it's not really anything special. But I'm in, intrigued to hear his stats. Okay, so Reggie Williams, he's really nothing to like get hyped about. Um, <laughs> so in his career, he um, career five hundred ninety nine games. In his career, he averaged twelve point five points, four rebounds, and two point five assists. Um, yep. He was drafted by the yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, drafted by the Clippers, first round, fourth pick, fourth overall, um, with the Georgetown. That's pretty cool. He's a Hoyer. Um, yeah. And let's see, he has never averaged over twenty points a game in his career. Yep, the closest he's ever gotten was nineteen ninety one, nineteen ninety two season with eighteen point two points. Hey. And yeah, so he, he's like how I can kind of like from what I can ascertain um, mm-hmm. is that he's a pretty decent. He's like low to mid level player. Yeah, you know, like he's kind of he's not necessarily in the middle. He's more toward the bottom because of like his stats never like really jumped over. But mm-hmm. knowing from talking to Darren that you know it's hard to score that many points so like i i'll definitely give him his flowers for that to even have 12 to 18 points per game so yeah no yeah 100 percent. yeah all right i'm excited to hear you talk about the next player all righty at number 72 we have ak47 andre karolenko so um this guy is like He's okay. He's an okay athlete. Um, and his abilities are kind of okay, but it's like he's 6'6", very strong, and he can post, and he has a skill of a power forward. But from what I remember is from his time in Utah, and he got dunked on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember when he got dunked on. Um, yeah, Baron Davis dunked on him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you might have accidentally uh, read the wrong guy. Oh, uh, did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. It got kind of okay. Now I see. Okay, six nine, a good athlete. He's a world class defender. He has an average score, better at attacking the basket than anything else. But his world class defense gets him on the list. So yeah, he was a pretty good defender. Okay, I did mess yeah. up there. They kind of were like, okay. I don't know why. It's okay. I'll cut it. Um, but uh, yeah. So he's like a 
pretty good defender. I mean, he's like world-class defender. I mean, he's an okay scorer. But I just remember that no matter what his defense was, he got dunked mm. on by Baron Davis. I think it was, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's going to be forever remembered for, is yeah. that he, it was the eighth seed. <laughs> yeah. The redeemed mm. team. You got dunked on. Oh, my gosh. He has Poor life stolen. AK-47. <laughs> Oh, he didn't have no bullets that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was jammed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one-time All-Star, block champion, three-time All-Defensive, All-Rookie team. Uh, his best year was uh, 3.3 blocks, 15 points, 1.6 steals. Uh, you know, this guy has never been a great or highly consistent three-point shooter percentage-wise, but he's just been a high-level three, not three and D, but like high-level defensive wing with, you know, the ability to drive to the rim and finish due to size and athleticism. Yeah. Um, so he's always been good at those things and been a very uh, solid player. So very deserving of this list. All right, I'm going to kick it to number 71, which is the player you just read. Calvin Knott is uh he's an okay athlete. Uh he's more like I'm 6 foot 6. I'm very strong and I can post and have the skill of a power forward. That's basically how Calvin Knott produces and I'm excited to hear Calvin Knott's stats. Oh, uh, before I get into that, it's kind of like what you would expect, you know what I mean, considering the time period in which he played. Like there was it wasn't much spacing on the floor that came later, unless you're like yeah. Bill Lambeer, you know what I mean, or something like that. That's really where you're, you know, you started having people space the floor at at these kind of um, pseudo bigs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So he played 11 years in the NBA, and for his 11-year career, um, he played 599 games and averaged 17.2 points. 6.8 assists and 2.0, no, 6.8 rebounds and 2.2 assists. Um, he was drafted the first round by the New Jersey Nets in eighth pick in the 1979 NBA draft. And let's see what else we got here. Um, his best season was, ooh, 1984, 1985. He averaged 23.3 points. And two seasons before that, he averaged 20.4 points. So he's a pretty solid player. Yeah, his stats were really good. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and he was a one-time All-Star in 1979-1980 All-Rookie team. Yeah, just really good in the post. Uh, Yeah, his post-scoring skill got him onto this list. Yeah, a lot of these guys only played 11 years in the NBA. It's crazy that LeBron's in, like, year 19 right now. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, he's insanity. Yeah. All right, I'm excited to hear who you have next. All righty. So at number 70, we have George Yardley. So he's 6'5", has a little post-game, good mid-range shooter, but it was very limited film on him, so we really don't have much to go off of. Yeah, I mean, his stats are much better than what Chris just sounded like. Hall of Famer, six-time All-Star, scoring champion, two-time All-NBA. Um, By scoring champion, I mean 27 points per game at peak. Uh, that season, he's putting up 1.3 assists and 10.7 rebounds. In 1957, though, uh, so I just want to put that out there. I think uh, another thing to remember about small forwards is height matters once we start moving up the positional chart. 
basically, if you're six foot five, six foot four, six foot three, small forward, I have questions, right? Mm-hmm. How yeah. well you can translate to a different era. Um, it's going to be the same thing for power forwards, unless your name's Charles Barkley or Larry Johnson, and you're uh, under six foot six. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but questions. You know what I mean. If you're center yeah. below six foot eight, questions. So uh, he's on the fringe there, where it's like size isn't great. He got a lot of rebounds. He wasn't playing against like really deep teams with a lot of deep size. So that's why we're a little lower on him. But his his accolades are amazing. I wouldn't even be surprised if this guy made the uh, top seventy five all time list because he made it for the first top fifty. Uh, this should tell you how bad that list is, but uh, yeah, Chris, I am excited to talk about number sixty nine, Cliff yeah. Hagen. Okay, another guy that's really short. Yeah. <laughs> he's six foot four. He's Crazy. really good mid range shooter, below average athlete. Really good in the post. Really good running jump hook. Uh, which you don't really see much more in the modern era, but uh, it's honestly a shot that would work in basically any era, in my opinion. But yeah, let's hear what Chris has on Cliff Hagen. All righty. So, <clears throat> oh, he played 13 years. Okay, so career length, 13 years in the NBA. He's a Hall of Fame inductee uh, in 1978, and he was a six-time All-Star, 1958 NBA champ, two-time All-NBA. He was drafted... Oh, he played in both the NBA and the ABA. So he played in the nice. NBA first. He debuted um, 19, 5, November 3rd, 1956, but he was drafted by the Boston Celtics in the 1953 NBA draft in the third round. Then he also mm-hmm. played in the ABA October 16th, 1967. Um, so he had two full, pretty long careers. Um, two-time All-NBA, 1958 NBA champ. I'm pretty sure we can guess that because he played with the Celtics. Um, yeah. Oh, he played 839 games and averaged 17.7 points for his career, 6.6 rebounds, and 3.2 assists. And his highest scoring season was 24.8 points, and that was with St. Louis? Probably the St. Louis Hawks. Yeah, probably St. Louis. Was it the St. Louis Hawks? Um, Possibly. 24.8 points in 1959-1960 season. Yeah, those are pretty good numbers there. Uh, really solid player. Uh, definitely good for his era. If this was if this was a list, a let's rank players comparatively to their era. All these older guys would be higher. Um, mm-hmm. But we're just like, oh, who could win today? And then it's like, oh, that's where things become interesting. Yeah. So yeah, Chris, I am excited to hear who you have at sixty eight. Alrighty, so at number 68, we have Greg Ballard. So he's 6'7. Greg Ballard is a really good out of the post, is really good out of the post, has a nice turnaround to one shoulder and hit the mid-range shot game. It's a mid-range game, it's a mid-range game, but he's very effective at it and is a very smooth athlete. Yeah, I mean, Greg Ballard is a NBA champion, 1978. Um, he's peaking around 18.8 points per game, 3.2 assists, seven rebounds, uh, playing for the Washington bullets in uh, the early eighties, late, uh, seventies. So, yeah, I mean, this guy's a really good player. Definitely very deserving of being high on this list. Well, not high, but on this list, 
Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about him before I move on to my guy? No, you're fine. Go ahead. All right. Number 67 is Roy Hinson. He's six foot nine, slam dunk champ, slam dunk contestant level athlete with really good post move, post moves. He could set ten feet out. Also, was a defensive force at blocking. I'm excited to hear what you have on Roy Hinson. Alrighty, <clears throat> so he he played eight years in the in the NBA. Um, he was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers, first round, twentieth pick, nineteen eighty three NBA draft. Pretty cool. Nice. We gotta we gotta rep him because he's a Cavs. He's a Cavalier. Yes, um okay, so for his career he played five hundred and seven games. And in that career he averaged fourteen point two point six point eight rebounds and one assist. And mm-hmm. his highest scoring season was 1985-1986 with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he scored 19.6 points a game. That's pretty nice. Yeah, it's decent. It's decent. Yeah. Go Cavs! Yes, sir. I'm excited to hear you talk about number 66. All righty, for number 66 we have Toby Knight. So <clears throat> Toby Knight is six nine. Probably seven six wingspanish, really finesse. I mean, really, really has that finesse inside with ease. Really good out of the post, moves really well off ball. If the guy had the skill of of another guy, Adrian Dantley, this guy could have been the best player in the league. Yeah, a really interesting career. Six foot nine, basically plays three seasons. Uh Scoring, finishing up the last third season, nineteen points with uh, one assist and six rebounds at the age of twenty-four. Has a knee injury, plays one more season, averages five points, and retires. He legitimately only played four seasons in the NBA. It's crazy. It's crazy. Really interesting story. Probably an interesting what-if scenario. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, Toby Knight's very deserving of this list. A guy like that is a great example of somebody who would never make it on most people's top 75 lists because they're probably looking at career numbers, and his career numbers wouldn't match up. Mm-hmm. But his eye test and his real like peak stats deserve a guy on this list. So, yeah, really fun to watch, and I'm excited. I think I'm next, right? Yeah. All right, number 65, already 10 into this list is very, very, very great. And we're getting to somebody who's playing in the NBA right now. TJ Warren, he's six foot eight. He's always been a bigger body naturally. He doesn't pass well or play defense well. He's more of a post mid-range specialist who's grown to being able to be a good three-point shooter as he has, as he has been in the NBA and developed. Uh, he's more of a standstill guy, not like a shot creator from the three, but more of a 90s game that has just developed a three-point shot to be valuable still in this NBA uh, game. So I'm excited to hear Chris's stats on Mr. Warren. All righty. So TJ Warren, um, let's see, drafted by the Phoenix Suns in the first round, 14th pick of the 2014 NBA draft. Uh, he's been in the NBA for seven years. For his mm-hmm. career so far, he played 332 games and averaged 15.5 points, 4.1 rebounds, and 1.2 assists. And then, so, let's see, this is this projection? 
as his projection. So he's projected to average 20.8 points for this season, and his best season so far has been the 2019-2020 season in which he averaged 19.8 points a game, and that was with Indiana as well. Um, so, yeah, it's just – he's a really just – Decent, you know what I mean. He'll he'll be like a great role player on like a team, giving just fifteen points. That's that's decent, you know what I mean. Yeah, he's always been a good under the radar bucket. Yeah, yeah. Excited to hear you talk. Number sixty four, Chris. All righty, number sixty four. We have. Did he win the slam dunk competition? I think he no. did. Oh, he did. He had that no. crazy dunk though. He just been in one of the slam in the slam dunk competition. Didn't he? Really. I think he did. I think he might have even won one. I think he did. Really? You can look this up. Slim. I'm pretty sure he participated or he won. Look it up. Well, while you do that, I'll go ahead and talk about him. So, number 64, we have Harrison Barnes. (laughs) If you were wondering who we were talking about, Um, this guy is 6'8. He's another jack of all trades. Um, type of guy. He is an above average to good athlete. And what he was coming up out of college is kind of what he's always been, just a good score from every level. The defense, I mean, he has defense, just not a lead at anything, not much of a defender, rebounder, or passer. He's also an NBA champion with the Golden State Warriors. You know what I mean? He, he was, yeah. I remember that game. I was not happy about that. I remember he was like knocking down threes left and right. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. is not his game. And now, and then like, I know shortly after they moved on from him, and now he's with the Sacramento. Kings, yes. Sacramento. He's with Sacramento Kings, and he's doing pretty well over there. Well, as well, you know, he might, you know. So we pretty much know what we're going to get from him, but he is like, he's a, he's just, he's another one of those decent, I can do everything kind of guy, but he's just not mm-hmm. great at anything. You are correct that he participated in the slam dunk contest, but he did not win. Two thousand four. Oh yeah, I figured. I didn't know if he won or not. I remember that they had put his his dunk on two K mm-hmm. that year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think it was like uh, something crazy he did. So yeah, um, his peak seasons were with the Dallas Mavericks. Well, at least before this current NBA season, uh, averaging nineteen point two points per game. He's always been a streaky three point shooter, but overall, as a like a guy that volume he's not a volume three-point shooter but like over time it's been become better and uh stuff like that so he's a third career 37.9 percent of three-point shooter it's always been better standstill than like i'm a great shot creator from the three-point line but yeah i i think if you watched him in college you'd be like wow he's very skilled six foot eight has a good feel for the game of basketball uh and it's just kind of always been the same so i guess Part of my question is work ethic. Like, what is he working on? Yeah, because he did come up with he did come into the NBA with a lot of skill development. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited. Oh wait, I have next. Yeah. All right, we have half of the all of the smoke podcast, and uh, the other half will probably never make it on any rankings. <laughs> Damn, not like a, not a slight to him, but I mean, Damn. unless unless we're talking about the best. Uh, best moments of Kobe Bryant's career, then we might talk about Matt Barnes. But other than that, uh, <laughs> he doesn't really... Man, I really did just go... I really did just body Matt Barnes. Uh, 
Steven Jackson. <laughs> he's six foot eight. Um, he's an above average athlete, or you could just say he's a very good athlete. He can finish around the rim extremely well, has a good mid-range shot and a good step three-point shot. I think people really do underrate how good he was with the Spurs. He was really good. He was really athletic, could drive the basket, finish at the rim very consistently. He was just a consistent force on those teams. Um, he's also a world-class defender mixed with all of that. So Steven Jackson is very deserving of 63, and I'm excited to hear the stats. All righty. So he was drafted by the Phoenix Suns in the second round um, as a 14th pick, 42nd overall. Of the 1997 MK draft, he debuted October 31st, 2000. And, uh, damn, he was drafted, and then three years later he played? Shit. Okay, so he, um, his career length was 14 years, um, 2003 NBA champ. And he played 858 games for his career, 15.1 points, and 3.9 rebounds and 3.1 assists. Pretty, pretty decent guy. Um, is there any game works? Wait, hold on, one second. Um, so his best scoring season came in two thousand and seven, two thousand eight. I guess he was. I didn't. He was part of the redeem team. Okay, yeah, he was. So that was his best scoring season. He averaged twenty point seven points, and then he followed it next year with twenty point six points per game for those two seasons. Yeah, he's always been an under the radar, very good player. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a lot of these guys at this level are under the radar good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to kick it to number sixty-two. Um, number one overall pick, Andrew Wiggins. He's an extremely elite athlete, but he's a more of a jack of all trades scorer. What I mean by that, he's never been and had elite skills shooting from the mid-range and creating from those spots. But he's always been good at it. He's not elite creating from the three-point line, but he's always been good at it. He's not elite at finishing around the rim, which is the craziest thing in the world due to his ridiculous athleticism. But, you know, he's, 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 he's not bad at it. So that's what I mean, like jack-of-all-trades skill guy. Um to be honest with you, we all know his upside's way higher than this. Um, you know, got a, another guy that I would question: What is he working on? How, yeah. how hard does? How much does he want it? Because with that kind of athleticism, like he could have been a phenomenal mid-range shooter. Hey, I'm gonna have great footwork and dominate, or shot creator from the three-point line, like. Paul George doesn't have as much athleticism and didn't come into the NBA with more skill than Andrew Wiggins, but he could have been a Paul George-like player. I think we all know that, but just never really reached it. But he's here because he's so elite athletically and decently skilled everywhere else. So I'm excited to hear your statistical breakdown. All righty. So a couple quick names. Every time I think about Andrew Wiggins, the only thing I can think of... Have you ever seen Game of Zones before? Game of Zones, yes. Yeah, on, on like Instagram, I think. And he might have been on YouTube. I know it's like Bleacher Report or something like that. Remember when mm-hmm. they had um, when they had Jimmy Butler still in the Timberwolves? Oh, and they, yes. And they was like, they was like, what is it? He was like, was like uh, get Wiggins. It was like, we can't. He has no heart. <laughs> oh, yes. Yep, yep. 
Yeah. I guess somebody, I guess that jab I just took at uh, Andrew Wiggins is not as bad as Bleacher Report animating his heart and saying nothing's there. Uh, right. <laughs> it said he has no heart. And that was because, remember, okay, so it was Jimmy Butler. He had took the whole practice squad and beat the yes. starters. <laughs> yes, I remember that. That was amazing. Great time to be an NBA fan. And that's what oh. they were animating. And it was like, somebody stopped Jimmy. It was like, what is Wiggins doing? He has, it was like, I don't know. He has no heart. Oh, gosh. Damn. But he is kind of revitalizing himself with the Golden State Warriors, though. I will say that. Um, maybe mm. it was just uh, it was time for him to leave uh, Minnesota. And mm-hmm. he is the one person in the NBA <laughs> who can be traded to complete a super team. <laughs> hey, congratulations. He, he got drafted. And the LeBron was like, nah, give me Kevin Love instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. righty. So off that, off back to his stats. So once again, played seven years so far in his career. He was drafted in 2014, uh, 2014, 2015, all rookie. And he was the rookie of the year the same year. So there was a high upside there. We were expecting a lot from him. And then he kind of just like rolled off into the sunset a little bit. Um, so... 2021-2022, in his eight games, he's averaged 15.9 points, 4.5 rebounds, 1.6 assists. And for his career, 533 games, he's averaged 19.5 points, 4.4 rebounds, and 2.3 assists. So you can see that is he's doing a lot better um, mm-hmm. in that there's a high, still high up, still high prospect for him to turn into something great. So his mm-hmm. best season... Well, his two best seasons came with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Actually, no. Yeah. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, he averaged 20.7 points in 2015-2016, 23.6 mm-hmm. points in 2016-2017. He also averaged, I think his final season with Minnesota, he averaged 22.4 points a game. So mm-hmm. he has the potential. Just got to find it somewhere, you know, got to be able to tap into it. But like I said, he has revitalized his career with Golden State. Who would have thought that that's what they needed? Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a good third wheel. He's a solid third wheel. Yeah. All right, Chris, is it I'm next or you're you're I'm next. Yeah. Go for it. All right, at number 60, we have Corey Maggette. No. Is it? No. No. Oh, 61. Okay, yeah, I don't know what's my wrong with my eyes today. 61, we have Andre Iguodala. Jeez. All right, so this guy is 6'6. He's always been at a phenomenal he's always been a phenomenal athlete. He can attack the rim and finish with ease. He's never much of a shot creator unless he's driving through the basket. He's really a phenomenal defender through world class. And he's the only person in history. Right? You ready for this, Jason? Yes, sir. The only person in history that can win finals MVP while LeBron drops 30 on his head. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, wait, can we add Kawhi Leonard to this list? <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, of course. Can we add Kevin Durant to this list? Ooh. 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 <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Let's every team he played, I mean. <laughs> Kevin Durant got the business when he was with the OKC. 
Kevin Durant yeah. got the business when he was with Warriors. AJ <laughs> got the business. Kawhi Leonard got the business. I mean, basically three players that are all on this list got the work. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. I guess we can, we can, we can. Uh, that's just an inaugural thing. Every year it happens. Oh, Jimmy Butler's on this list too. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Butler got the work too. Yeah, but he didn't win Finals MVP though. But that guy won Finals MVP as LeBron was having his best game on him. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, yeah. One time All Star, three time NBA champion, two time All Defensive, All Rookie, Finals MVP. Always been a good passer as well. Very good passer, especially for the small forward position. Uh, so you put all those things together, you get a high-level role player that's aged gracefully and become a high-level role player on a you know, championship team. So congratulations got, to him. I got Go one ahead. more thing. So as I was watching First Take, I don't know why I was doing that, but he is the one person in the world that Max Kellerman all – I mean, when the money's on the line, you know what I mean? You have to make a shot in order to win the game. He wants Andre Iguodala taking that shot. I don't know why. <laughs> How much money do they pay Max Kellerman? I have no clue. That's what he said. He said on TV, he was like, he's like, all the money you want to get. He said, all the money on the table, the chips, it's odd stacked against us. I want Andre Iguodala taking that last shot. Man, these casuals on ESPN are wilded <laughs> right now. No, he's not even on first take anymore. This was probably years ago. I think it was when he had hit that shot on... Um, I think it was when they, the Ghost State Warriors were playing Toronto. And he hit the game winner. Oh my gosh. Who cares? Who cares? Andre Iguodala might not be a better shooter than Trayvon Green! Like, what are we talking about here? They have Clay and Steph Curry on that team. Jesus Christ. He says the one person that he would count on him hit the shot. I'm like, fine. Say what you want, Max Kellerman. (laughs) Bro, the head coach, I trust Steve Kerr at the age of 50 to hit that shot more than Andre Iguodala. Yeah. You know what we should bring back? Remember how we had um. I know this is kind of like off topic, but remember how we had a uh, went um we found Kendrick Perkins Twitter, <laughs> uh huh, and we went at him. We should bring that back. That's something so I had so much fun doing that. Talking about <laughs> Kendrick Perkins Twitter, no, just stupid analysts. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, yeah that was upsetting. A, <laughs> let's just have a segment where we just like take Skip Bayless. And everything he's ever said stupid in his life. <laughs> just go at him. Just rip him apart. So it's, it's fine. So there's so he many just... casuals. <laughs> he hates like... LeBron. There's so many guys that don't know anything about... You know, like, they can they can bring up stats. Like, a lot of times, a lot of YouTube people, a lot of, like, they bring up stats and their arguments. They talk about, oh, this guy was blank. But they can't break down their games, right? Yeah. They don't have the deep understanding of like context and each player, and it's just like if you can't talk about a player without stats, I don't want to hear you talk. And most of them can't. Yeah. So it's very yeah. few. It's very few. 
Well, there's probably very few podcasts as well, which is why you should be listening to the Basketball Addicts podcast because we give you the best information. Yeah, shameless plug. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We should probably uh, get back on track here. I think you have number 60. Okay, yeah, it's fine. Um, So we have Corey Maggetti, who I already introduced way earlier. Because, you know, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, six plus six, very strong body. He's a decent to good three-point shooter. More of a standstill one. He has more of a set shot than anything else. He's really great in the mid-range, creating off the dribble and getting to spots. And that's his real specialty. A very good scorer and an okay defender. I think I accidentally made you read it when it was supposed to be my turn. So, I guess we'll switch it up. That's I'll, fine. You read it and I read too. So I'll, uh, I'll read his stat. I'll look up his stats real quick. I mean, I know he went to Duke off the top of my head because I'm a used to be a Duke fanatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. So he was the thirteenth uh, pick in the draft, uh, peaking around twenty two points per game. Does it twice in his career for the L.A. Clippers, the greatest organization in basketball. Uh, <laughs> what? what are you laughing at? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the greatest organization in basketball. <laughs> what? 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 I, I'm, trying, to... I'm trying to channel my inner Max Keller. <laughs> oh, okay, I was about to say. Because, like, are you forgetting about that? About, about their owner before the guy now? Before Steve, Steve Ballmer? <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, Carmen Getter here. Good player. Had good stats. I'm excited to break the top 60 small forwards of all time. All right, let's hear it. All time. (laughs) All right, your turn, man. Oh, Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's my turn. My turn. Yeah. All right, we have Jerome Kersey. He is six foot seven, very athletic. His really good body control. Um, He's really good out of the post, makes good passes, shoots from the mid range very well. Um, if he wouldn't have been playing with Clyde Drexler, I think he would have had better statistical numbers, but he's a very good player, very deserving of 59. Excited to hear Chris talk about Mr. Kersey. All righty. <clears throat> so in his 17 years in the NBA, he was an NBA champ in 1999. And over he played over 1,000 games, 1,153 to be exact. And he averaged 10.3 points for his career and 5.5 rebounds and 1.9 assists. And his best seasons, let me see what we have here. His best season was 1987-1988 with Portland, and he averaged 19.2 points a game. Good numbers. Yep. Yes, sir. Excited to hear you talk about 58. Oh, my good gosh. All righty. So at number 58, we have... Chris, sometimes I show up, sometimes I don't. Middleton. <laughs> oh, bodied. All righty. So Look he's 6'7". Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's 6'7". He's a really good creating off the dribble. An average NBA athlete. <laughs> More of a mid-range shot creation kind of guy. Really good standstill three-point shooter. Can shot create pretty decently. Um, he had a really good playoff run last season on to the NBA championship where he's averaging 23 points per game. So that will be noted and respected. Just a very consistent bucket getter, inconsistent bucket getter, not world-class. I mean, he's very good mid-range situations, but he's not world-class anything. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, six foot seven, probably one of the greatest second round draft picks of all time. Two time All Star. Uh, he's peaking out around twenty points per game. Basically, for the last three seasons, he's averaged like twenty, mm-hmm. um, which really makes you question All Star voting. Uh, Jesus. Um. So yeah, Chris Middleton here, sixty seven. I mean, six foot seven. Really, um, a solid small forward. Uh, probably is getting more love than he should right now because he just won an NBA championship. Or my bad, he got carried to an NBA championship. So uh, by Giannis uh, and injuries. Yeah, the plague. Uh, yeah, happened in the East. All right. <laughs> Definitely did happen. Everybody was hurt. <laughs> Everybody was hurt. Nobody was playing. It was just Giannis. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. We're going to kick it to somebody who works for the ESPN. Is uh, a trader. Uh, Richard Jefferson. He's much more athletic than we remember. By we, I mean Cleveland Cavaliers fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, which leads to a lot of his advantages, but he's more of a jack of all tra- tra- trades player, more of a high level role player than a star. His athleticism at at peak allows him to look like more like a star or borderline star for the uh, Nets. But yeah, good standstill three point shooter drives the basket to the rim, finishes well mid range. Um, good shooter. He's just. He's a highly efficient player. That's the best way I can describe it. He's not a volume shooter and doesn't have those type of things. So I'm excited to hear you talk about Richard Jefferson. Alrighty. So going back to Richard Jefferson early years, he's like he was really athletic. He dunked on LeBron. It's it's fact. It it happened. We have to move past it though, but it happened. Um <laughs> So he's a 2016 NBA champ, of course. Uh, 2001-2002 all-rookie team. Um, Played 17 years in the NBA. Was drafted by the Houston Rockets. First round, 13th pick. So he was a 13th pick in the 2001 NBA draft. And over, he played over 1,000 games in his career. 1,181. And he averaged 12.6 points, uh, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists. And then his best season came... 2004, 2005, where he averaged 22.2 points per game. Oh, he also did it again in 2007, 2008 with the same team, 22.6 points per game. So those are his two best seasons in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, if you want to know how easily a narrative can like sway the way people view basketball, he scored. Chris Milton never scored more points per game than Richard Jefferson, but nobody would think that because of the way narratives are. So, yeah, um, excited to hear you talk about number fifty-six here. Okay, let me get my eyes together. Alrighty, number fifty-six. We have Kelly Chapuka. <clears throat> this guy is a six, is six-six. He is average or below average athlete. Not much of a three-point shooter and not much of a shot creator with the. I mean, not much of a shot creator, and he's phenomenal at one thing, which is moving off ball. He's a great mid-range shooter, so he's really going to have to. So you're, he, he's really going to have to catch and shoot. There's a debate. Um, there's a debate that can be had on how valuable that is, how like not heavily skill based it could be. What I'm getting at is a guy like Alex English is creating everything off the dribble that's much harder than just coming off screens and shooting. It's like a six foot six mid-range shooting version of JJ Redick. 
Yeah, um, so that argument's getting made because Kelly Trapuka has great stats. Two-time All-Star, All-Rookie Team, six foot six. Basically, his second year in the NBA, he's averaging twenty-six point five points per game, four point one assists, scores more than twenty points per game four or five times in his career. Short-lived career. Uh, stopped playing basketball at the age of thirty-one. Started playing in Italy after that, but uh, yeah. Uh, and a decent three-point shooter, but it's not with enough volume to really put two plus two together on him. It's just, honestly, man, it's like, oh, I'm playing with Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars when mostly it's mostly Isaiah Thomas and like a very young Joe Dumars, but he's getting all these pinpoint passes from Isaiah Thomas is more like a, more like a, a player that's got great stats because of his team rather than him having great stats. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to talk about number 55, Kazzy Russell. Uh, number one overall pick in the draft before Dave Bing. Uh, he's a very strong body, especially lower half-wise. He's just got like really thick legs. You can tell why people... Like we're really high on him. You can see why he was the number one pick. Just like physically, as soon as you see him, uh, six foot five can create off the dribble and finish at the rim. And he's also a good mid range shooter. So it's more like, hey, I'm really good in the mid range, finishing around the rim, just uh, all all around really good player. Side here, you talk about Kazzy Russell. Alrighty, so he was drafted by the New York Knicks. Like you said, first overall, first pick. In the 1966 NBA draft, and he debuted October 18th, 1966. He played for 12 years in NBA, and over those 12 years, 817 games, he averaged 15.1 points per 15.1 points and 3.8 rebounds and 2.2 assists. And his best season came in 1973-1974, when he averaged 20.5 points. He's also a one-time All-Star, um, NBA champ in 1970, and a 1966-1967 All-Rookie team. Yeah, really solid player, really solid career. Um, excited to hear you talk about number 54. Moving oh. moving along on this list. Yeah, besides a little uh, tangent we went on. Um, <laughs> so at 54, we have Chuck Person. Mm. Okay. So he's a 6'8", very good athlete, not amazing, but very good, which leads him to being able to finish very well around the rim. He has a really good understanding of the game of basketball. Um, he's a just a good shooter. Um, he's a good three-point shooter. Um, he can shoot the mid-range and can play in the post. Not an otherworldly shot creator, though. Yeah, his nickname's The Rifleman, which is a nice nickname. One rookie of the year, all-rookie team. Six foot eight is confirmed. Scores 21.6 points per game three years into his NBA career while having six rebounds. Yeah, just a really solid player. The early phase of his career in the 1980s and early 1990s. So uh, definitely excited to keep on moving up this list. And I'm going to kick it off here with number 35. Not 35, 53. Man, I have Chris's syndrome here. Uh, Jack Marin. 
He is a six foot seven, smooth athlete, not an extremely gifted, just smooth. He's a really good passer, not much of a defender, but he's a really phenomenal mid range shooter, free throw shooter, just consistent off the catch, can career off the dribble and get to this dribble pull up pretty well. Uh, just a fundamentally sound player. And I'm excited to hear you talk about Jack Marin. All righty. So he played 11 years in the NBA, drafted by the Baltimore Bullets in 1966, first over round, fifth pick. Um, two-time All-Star, 1966-1967 All-Rookie. And for his career, um, played 849 games and averaged 14.8 points, 5.2 rebounds, and 2.1 assists. And his best season came 1971-1972 with the Baltimore Bullets. And he averaged 22.3 points per game that year. Yes, sir. Very very good NBA career, very deserving of this spot in this list, and I'm excited to hear you talk about 52. Is it Koji's? That's a tough name. Then I don't even really know. All right, so hopefully we're not butchering your name, sir. Um, and number 52, we have <laughs> Don Koji's. Who knows? I guess. All righty, so he's a, <laughs> it is a tough one. He's a good off-ball shooter, um, not much of a shot creator, 6'5", decently athletic, but most of his game came around, hey, I can shoot really well from the mid-range. It's really about it. You just moved off ball really well and gets to open spots. He's just okay. Yeah, Don Koji's two-time all-star, six foot five, uh, peaking around 22.5 points per game, really a good NBA career while having 9.6 rebounds in the 1968 NBA season. Uh, so yeah, very exciting to break into number 55. Chris, I'm excited to hear you talk about it. Uh, you mean 51 in this year turn? <laughs> oh yeah. 50. Oh, it is one mine. Okay. Mr. Yeah. Sean Elliott. Uh, he's six foot eight. He's a really good understanding of being athletic, being athletic and driving to the basket and finishing with extremely high efficiency. Um, he's also a really good mid-range shooter and uh, just a very good, well-rounded player. And I'm excited to hear you talk about his stats of Sean Elliott. All righty. So in his 12-year NBA career, um, he played 742 games and averaged 14.2 points, 4.3 rebounds, and 2.6 assists. Um, two-time All-Star, 1999 NBA champ, 1989-1990 All-Rookie team. And, yeah, he was drafted by the San Antonio Spurs first-round third pick. Crazy, in 1989 NBA draft. Wow, that's good. Good pick. Yeah. Yeah. Where is his stats? Hold on one second. Okie dokie. So, um, his best season, he averaged 20 points per game in 1995-1996. That's pretty good. No. Yeah. He played like one, two, three, four straight seasons with Spur with the Spurs. Got traded to Detroit, mm-hmm. and then got traded back the following year and played the rest of his career with San Antonio. Oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah, very, very accomplished uh, Spurs small forward. You can make the argument that he's a uh, top two, top three best Spurs small forwards of all time. If you consider uh, George Irving a shooting guard, he has a case for the number one. Oh, number two spot. I just thought of Kawhi Leonard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Very interesting player. And I'm excited to hear you, Christopher Muhammad, yep. break through the top 50. 
Alrighty, so at number 50, we have Jamal Wilkes. He's 6'6", really smooth athlete, really good finishing near the rim. He's an average mid-range shooter. He's not a dead eye or really good at um, as going around screens and being super dangerous out of those situations. But his gifts come down to the smoothness and finishing around the rim. Those are real gifts. Yeah, this guy has really good resume. Uh, Hall of Famer, three-time All-Star, four-time NBA champion, two-time All-Defensive, All-Rookie Team, and Rookie of the Year. He's peaking around uh, 22 points per game. Uh, has always been a very good defender, six foot six. He's lanky. He fits in that run and gun style of the Los Angeles Lakers in the eighties when Magic is there, extremely well. So, uh. Yeah, Jamal Wilkes, very deserving of this spot. And I'm going to kick it to number 49. Number 49 is Bob Danrich. He's 6'6", with a really long wingspan, world-class defender, really good mid-range shooter, can finish around the rim, just a really smooth athlete, and just a really tough, great tough shot maker. Bob Danrich, excited to hear Chris's statistical breakdown of Bob Danrich. Alrighty, so <clears throat> currently 13 years. Um, in another 13 years, he played 839 games, <clears throat> averaged 18.5 points, 6.8 rebounds, and 3.4 assists. He was a Hall of Famer, four time All Star, two time NBA champ, 1978 1979 All NBA, 1978 1979 All Defensive, 1969 1970 All Rookie. So he was, he played for the Milwaukee Bucks, and I the Washington Bullets, and I think he was a champion with both teams. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, very solid player. But as we move up this list, we're going to get a lot of Hall of Famers in here, a lot of really high-skilled, high-athlete, just really great players keep on moving around along this list. So, yeah, I'm here excited to hear you talk about Purvis Short at 48. All righty. So at number 48, we have Purvis Short. That's a pretty cool name. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy is six seven, long wingspan, smooth athlete, very good. He has a beautiful arc and a shot that's very high. Uh, very good at posting and then creating shots in the range. Very good update. Very good, um, and being very technically sound, which leads to him being able to finish at the rim. He has the classic dynamic of I create for the mid, I create from the mid range, or you let me score the basket. Yeah, and he's very good at six foot seven. Uh... Fifth pick in the draft uh, in, the, in the first round. He's peaking around 28 points per game. It's actually really impressive that he never made an all-star team with his ridiculous stats. You would think, I mean, it's 22, 28, 25 back-to-back seasons, so averaging around five rebounds during those seasons, too, as well in the mid-'80s for the Golden State Warriors. Maybe they just were not that good back then, but uh, Purvis Short, very deserving this list. And uh, I think I'm next, right? Mm-hmm. Number 47 is Rudy Gay. He is six foot eight. He's really long and lanky. He's a very good athlete, very explosive, can finish around the rim extremely well. He's very good in the mid range. He's just very good mid range ISO scorer. He can pull up and hit good shots from the three-point line. He's a good three-level scorer, but he's more of a specialty on mid-range. So I'm, I'm excited to hear you talk about uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Great, maybe one of their greatest small forwards of all time, Rudy Gray. Okay. 
Alrighty, so we have Rudy Gay. Um, fifteen years in the NBA, drafted by the Houston Rockets, drafted by the Houston Rockets, first round, eighth pick into the two thousand six NBA draft. Um, he has played a thousand and nine games. Hold on a second, it's kind of acting weird. Sixteen point eight points per game and five point eight rebounds and two point one assists. Is he playing for the Jazz right now? I didn't even know he was still in the NBA. Yeah, he's playing for the Jazz right now. Wow. There's seven, yeah. Crazy. That's impressive. Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, 2006-2007 All-Rookie. And best season? 20. Yeah, that's fair. Um, So best season came with Sacramento when he averaged 21.1 points per game. That's a really good season. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm excited to hear you talk about number 46. All righty, at number 46, we have Orlando Woolridge. So he's 6'9", slam dunk champion level athlete with not much skill other than that he's a decent or average mid-range shooter. He's a decent post player, but his gifts are... are um, he's a phenomenal world-class athlete with a great body, very chiseled, that was 6'9", and that's how how he's great. Yeah, I mean, this guy was legitimately extremely gifted athlete. Uh, odd, odd fact: his cousin is Willis Reed, uh, number six pick in the NBA draft. Uh, he's peaking out around twenty-two points per game, um, and getting five point six rebounds. To be honest with you, his athleticism merits somebody who at least should have been. A world-class defender, a world-class rebounder, you know what I mean? But, you know, just his athleticism allows him to be a 46. And a lot of things could have been had there to have a better career. But, yeah, I am excited to kick it to number 45, uh, Mr. Malice in the Palace himself, Ron Artest. He's six foot seven. He does a lot of a lot of his offensive damage comes through driving to the basket. He's really efficient at it, does it very well. He posts really well, and he has a d- decent mid range ISO scoring game. And we all know Ron Otest has always been a world class defender, um, just been extremely elite his whole career in that area. And his prime with the Indiana Pacers is better at scoring than I think most people remember. So I'm excited to hear Chris's statistical breakdown of Ron Artest. Yeah, Ron Artest, uh, he's a pretty decent athlete. Um, So he's played 17 years in the NBA, drafted by the Chicago Bulls, first round 16th pick in the 1999 NBA draft. Uh, One-time All-Star 2010 NBA champ, 2003-2004 All-NBA, four-time All-Defensive 1999 to 2000 all rookie team and the 2003 2004 defensive player of the year um for his career 991 games 13.2 points per game uh 4.5 rebounds and 2.7 assists he actually chased his name to metal world peace um and his best season oh my gosh came with indiana and he averaged 24.6 points and 2004 2005 so yeah, he's pretty solid. Um, it's kind of crazy now that you think about it because I wouldn't have expected it. Yeah, but like that Indiana Pacers team, you know, from Madison Pass, they were playing Detroit. It was a televised game, 
and yeah. they were like the favorites to win the champion with that championship with that team, and then they all got suspended, and they didn't turn into anything after that. Yeah, yeah. that was that was a really good. Uh, would have been a really good if you loved grit and grind basketball. That would have been a great conference finals to watch. Yeah, um, yeah. Excited to hear you break down, Mister Forty Four. All righty. So at 44, we have Mark Aguirre. Um, he's 6'6". He's a just enough athlete. He's just a just enough, I mean, just enough vertically athletic to get the shot off. He's just enough laterally and speed-wise to be effective, what I mean by being just enough. Um, that is the bare minimum of athleticism. Naturally, wider frame is here. He's a human being, composed pretty well, good memory shot, shot creator by himself, and come up, can come off screens, but that's not mostly how he scores. He can also finish near the rim. Not much of a defender or a passer. Yeah, I mean, six foot six, two time NBA champion, three time All Star. His numbers will tell you a different story. Uh, twenty nine points per game, twenty four, twenty five, twenty two, twenty five, twenty five. Like in the Dallas during the mid eighties, he was putting up great stats. Um, the eye test doesn't match it completely. Um, but yeah, really, really solid player. Goes on to become a really good bench player for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, uh yeah, and uh, excited to hear you. T- oh wait, wait, he's my next. I'm next, right? Yep. All right, we got number forty-three, Sharif Abdur Rahim. I wanted to go slow, so make sure I got that right. Yeah. He's six foot eight, very well built very good athlete he's a very efficient shooter passes decently well he's a really good standstill mid-range shooter plays with the ball in his hands creates off the dribble really well just a really good iso player can post some too he's also really good in long defender he's just a very well-rounded basketball player chris i'm excited to hear his stats and you were right he was first round third pick overall um, by the Vancouver Grizzlies in 1996 NBA draft. Um, played 12 years in NBA, one-time All-Star in 1996-1997 All-Rookie. He played 830 games, 18.1 points per game, 7.5 rebounds, and 2.5 assists. And his best season was, wow, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. For like five straight seasons, he averaged over 20 points per game. And then he did... Uh, 20 points per game in Atlanta as well in 2003-2004. So from 1997 to 2002, he averaged 21. He averaged over 20 points per game. For the Vancouver yeah, those are really, really good stats there. Um, yeah. His height really translates well because you can't say, oh, he's just too short type of thing. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think you're next, right, Chris? Yeah. Right, so is it Marcus or Marquise? Uh, you could even say Marquess. I don't even know. Ow. Mm. Uh, Mar- <laughs> <laughs> Number 42, we have Marquise Johnson or Marquise. Sure. Marquise or Marcus or Marquess. Okay. Um, he's a good athlete, 6'7", a pure... Um, a pure good what I'm saying is I'm, it's a very solid mid-range game, really good ability. Um turning over one shoulder after posting and hitting tough baseline jumpers. His game is sixteen foot and 
that's about it. In. But really, yeah. uh, 16 foot and in, uh, really amazing and highly skilled within that area. So plays very deserved. So he's a player that's very deserving of where he's at. Yeah, he's just a high level shot creator. It's just six feet, 16 feet and in. Um, Five time All Star, three time All NBA and All Rookie Team. Um, he scores more than 20 points per game. I mean, geez, like maybe six or seven seasons, peaking peaking around 25 points per game. He's also been a pretty good like guy to uh, average around four or five assists a game, more like four or three. Uh, so, yeah, a good athlete paired with a really good scorer, just high-level guy. He was the third pick overall out of UCLA. Uh, went to Crenshaw, Crenshaw High School so in California, so... Glad you made it out, but uh, I think who has next, Miria? I do. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for somebody to get a made an example of? Yeah. What's up, Chris? Mm-hmm. What do you think of the chances of somebody making NBA the NBA's top seventy-five list? At number 41 in our small forward rankings, what do you think the chances of that are looking like right now? I'm oh, sorry, I said that one more time. Top 75 players of all time. Mm-hmm. NBA has this list come out. What yeah. do you think the chances is of number 41 being right here? Of being on the top 75 list of the one that the NBA dropped? Yes. On number 41 on our small forwards list. All time. What do you think chances are? Does it make much sense? Yeah. Well, Billy Cunningham's on the NBA top seventy-five players of all time. Uh, Billy Cunningham. This guy's a really good mid-range shooter. Uh, let me get here. Really good mid-range shooter. His he's six foot six. The nickname is Odd. Basically, his nickname is the Kangaroo Kid. It's Odd because he can barely jump. Uh, he can create off the dribble a little bit. He's a decent mid range. Uh, he's a he's a good shooter, but it's not anything super insane. Like him and Sam Jones have similar skill sets. I could just, I guess you could say, but I personally think his stats are a little inflated. The eye test just sadly does not match the stats. Good passer though. They literally have a six foot six non athletic Kelly Trapuka skill set ish guy on the top seventy five list. Mm-hmm. He just played in the sixties. Chris, I'm excited to hear your stats. Okay, okay, wait a second. Cause the stats might prove that he should be on that list. Um Yes, that's a great So he was drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers first round seventh pick, seventh overall um in the nineteen sixty five NBA draft. Um, he debut. He was one of those. He's another one of those players that played in both the NBA and the ABA. So he played. He debuted in NBA on uh, October sixteenth, nineteen sixty five, and then he played uh, about seven years in NBA, and then he switched over to the ABA October twelfth, nineteen seventy two. Um, career length, he played about eleven years. Um, Hall of Famer, five time All Star, nineteen sixty seven NBA champ, four time All NBA, ABA All Team. 1972-1973 All-ABA, 1965-1966 All-Rookie, 1972-1973 MVP. He won the MVP. And he was on the NBA, like Jason said, 75th anniversary team. 
Um, for his career, he played 770 games, 21.2 points per game, 10.4 rebounds, 4.3 assists. And his best season... Okay, let me see. Ooh, wait a second. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, so he has six seasons in which he scored over 20 points per game. And his best season was 26.1 with Philadelphia. All right, Chris. Yeah. This is great. Stats look amazing, right? Yeah. His credentials, world class. Exactly. Eye test does not match the credentials. Oh, man. He's one of those. Yes. And the funny thing is, I didn't plan this, by the way. Mm-hmm. But number 40 is another guy on the NBA's top 75 all-time rankings. <laughs> Paul Arzen, Chris, I can't wait for you to talk about Paul Arzen. Okay, so at number 40, like Jason said, he we have Paul Arzen. So Paul, he's 6'4", so he's not very tall, a very gifted shooter, has a really good set shot and a good ability to use a rudimentary jab step effectively and can get to the basket and finish well. Not a great athlete, though. Yeah, more great stats. Oh, we got, we got a plenty. Hall of Famer, 10-time All-Star, two-time scoring champion, NBA champion, four-time All-NBA, time All-NBA, All-Star MVP. He made the 75th anniversary team and won the Rookie of the Year. I mean, the guy is ridiculous statistically. 25 points per game, 21, 24, 25, 20, 26, 22, 23, 21. Point nine, doing it in the fifties. Um, now, Marine. He, had, he was serving in the Marines for two years, so he should definitely have the respect for that. I don't want to, you know, thank you for your service, Mister uh, Arzen. But uh, six foot four, small forward makes the top seventy-five basketball players of all time list, Chris. If he does not have the athleticism of David Thompson, I don't want to hear it. Right. What? This is this is why we make these lists. You guys need to really have it said to you how crazy and off these people are. It's insanity. Oh my gosh. It just makes me upset just thinking about it, Chris. Um so, yeah, I feel like we really hit the nail in the coffin there. Uh, we buried two players on the top 75 list who will never <laughs> make it onto our list. Uh, probably not even a top 200. I mean, they'd be borderline top 200 players of all time. That's uh, crazy. So, yeah, Chris, I'm going to start talking about number 39 here. Uh, Willie Nails or Nalls. Uh, don't really know how to pronounce his name. He's six foot six. Uh, he probably has a seven foot seven, seven foot seven inch wingspan, uh, or seven foot one inch wingspan. Has fingertips really do come down to his knees, which is ridiculous. You can tell somebody has instant wingspan, but wingspan by that. Very good athlete, naturally built body, 220, 225 pounds. It's well built human being, really good at finishing around the rim. Has a butter mid range shot, and to be able to hit it off the dribble and move off ball. 
He has a really smooth jumper and where you pair with his jumper with size and length and athleticism, you get a very good player. Um, and another thing to note, I just want to hit this on the head here. A guy that may not have the stats of a Billy Cunningham, but the eye test is better than Billy Cunningham in the same era. So mm-hmm. this should tell you that just because somebody's playing in these older eras doesn't mean we won't use the same eye test and be able to realize talent that can translate. Mm-hmm. So I just want to put that out there, and I'm excited to hear Chris break down his stats. Alrighty, so he played 10 years in the NBA, um, drafted by the St. Louis Hawks, second round, second pick, 10th overall. Um, and for his career, 716 games, 15.8 points, 9.1 rebounds, 1.6 assists, four-time All-Star, three-time NBA champ. And his best season, let me see, was – okay, so he had three seasons consecutively where he averaged over 20 points per game, and his best season being 25 points with the New York Knicks. Nice. That's crazy. Yeah, a really good career. Um, yeah. Some of those guys – there's some guys in the NBA that just get missed, right? Yeah. Um, and there's some guys that get way too hyped up. It's just – the natural reality of the game of basketball. And Chris, you have the last player on this ranking for part one. Number 38. I'm excited. Let's 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 I'm ready to kick it to part two. I'm ready to hear who's number number 38. Alrighty, so at number 38 we have Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson is 6'6. He is probably a seven foot one wingspan, really long arms. He is built <laughs> built from granite, 235 mm-hmm. pounds of all muscle. He is really athletic with that. So that really plays into his strength, which is his strength, which is his strength on the court. <laughs> um I mean strength at the rim. He is a decent, very short, but he's he is he's a decent, um, but he's not otherworldly at it. Uh but his gifts come down to his ability to attack the rim and finish. He was also a world-class defender, which is not surprising with his physical dimensions. Uh, pretty decent passer as well, and a uh, world-class rebounder. And a guy like this, I could see his rebounding translating because of his size. So really, really great player all around. Not much of a shooter, but a really solid player. Yeah, this is another guy who's playing in an older era. I mean, he's playing in the 60s. He's picking around 20 points per game, but he's also averaging 12 rebounds with that. 20 points per game so it's like uh, you know he's playing with the Washington Bullets where they had Elvin Hayes, Wes Unseld and they're just like oh, we're just going to rebound the crap out of the ball and play uh, possession time clock the game where it's just like try to get as many possessions as you can Barn in Akron, Ohio congratulations Akron's got to be the greatest birthplace of basketball players ever. Steph Curry, mm-hmm. LeBron James and now add Gus Johnson to the list Yeah, nice uh Baltimore Bullets. Somehow he was drafted in the second round. I don't know what those people were doing. Hall of Famer, five-time All-Star. He was an ABA champion. Um, don't really have his ABA stats. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Really late in his career? When he was 34 and really out of his prime, he played in the NBA in 1972, averaging six points per game. So don't take that seriously. Uh, four-time All-NBA player, two-time All-Defensive uh, all rookie team. His legitimacy on the defensive end really is like I'm really strong. He may be only six six, but he's just so built. Like he has muscles on muscles. Yeah. No, like Billy Cunningham looks like a guy who played in the sixties. Gus Johnson looks like he's a guy playing in three year three thousand. Like just like oh my gosh, what do you eat? 
yeah to, tofu with 100 grams of protein in it every day like, <laughs> right <laughs> uh yeah gus johnson's one of those guys that would translate to any era uh the, what he was great at so i'm excited to at the end of this list right this this list has been fun this is part one we already tried to cut some heads off with this small forward list already. These top 75 lists, people putting out that NBA is trash. Uh, but, you know, excited to hear 37 through 1. It's going to be greatness. A lot of great players, world-class basketball players is going to be high in this list. Who's better? Kevin Durant, Larry Bird. Who's better? Who's LeBron number one? I mean, where is Melo? Where is T-Mac? Where is Dominique? Where is Dr. J? I want to know. Yeah. I want to know where Elgin Baylor is. So come back and you'll find out. All right. Well, do you have anything else you want to say, Chris? Um, no, just thanks for listening. You know, I'll hopefully see you back again for part two. Yes, sir. Well, I'm Jason Collins. And I'm Chris Mommett. And we are the Basketball Addicts. Peace. Ouch. Ouch.